So where are you? Where are you right now? I am in my cave in Barcelona. <laughs> I call it the cave because it's very dark and I spend my whole life in here. <laughs> uh, is your cave an office or a home office or it's, literally a cave you live in? Or? No, no, it's my office, but I, I literally live here. <laughs> well, it's good to be busy. <laughs> well, not that much. <laughs> I wish I had more free time, to be honest. So let's, okay, let's just start with like the basics that like, we'll get eventually to like, how are you so busy? Cause I'm sure people are curious about that. But to begin with, uh, why don't you tell us like where you grew up and how you ended up where you are now? Well, I grew up in Dominican Republic, specifically in Santo Domingo, the capital. And then I moved briefly to New York, um, to study graphic design which was my, I started as a graphic designer and then left that out. And, and then I came to Barcelona and I stayed here, I think forever. I don't know. I love this city. You, you must miss Dominican a little bit though. It's amazing there. Um, uh, I miss, I miss the beaches and, and some of the people I love, not some of like all the people I love, but not, not, not the country per se. It's like, it's very difficult to live there. And well, I mean, in what sense? I mean, when I was there, I guess I just, I had the rose colored glasses on, I guess, because yeah. I was at a wedding and it was amazing and I just wanted to go back, <laughs> but it's not so glamorous, I guess. I mean, I mean, to go for vacation or maybe a short stay, it's, it's amazing. And people there are super happy and super amazing. But when you have to live there and work there, it gets gets complicated and i mean i've i've became an adult here so i'm really used to europe and the freedom you have here and the open mind and facilities and lots of stuff that you don't you don't have here uh, there so, i'm sorry yeah yeah of course um so how long have you called barcelona home then 15 years already oh jesus well okay i thought i thought we were talking like <laughs> no, no 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 i've been here for ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, cool. It's like, it's home. It's home. Yes. This is more home now than the Dominican Republic. Actually, I feel oh. more home here. Uh, interesting. Well, it's a good place to call home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I want to know one thing. Uh, we see La Texina. <laughs> Can you take us through what that is? Because I know when people like okay. maybe see your Instagram account, they're like, that's not Monica. It's pronounced China, which actually means Chinese, okay? But the thing is that um, the TX comes uh, because I lived briefly, very briefly, in the Basque country. And they use TX as CH. I don't know if I'm explaining it well. Yeah, yeah, yeah it makes sense. <laughs> so, in like, I, I had that nickname since I can remember, China, because I... In my country, they say I look Chinese. It's not in true, but Dominican. Yeah, so I had it since I was a kid, and it stayed. And then when I was when I was younger, I was opening in um, MySpace account. <laughs> so Tina was already taken, and Latina was already taken, and Tinita, and all the the versions I could find, they were they were all taken. So I changed it for TX because I was in the Basque country at that moment, and it worked. And I don't know, I loved it and it stayed like that. It's weird. Yeah. 
I like it. And now I won't read I'll I won't pronounce it La Tachina. Yeah, anymore. I know that it's very complicated for people. They don't know how to call me, like pronounce it, but it's China. It's China, like Chinese and Spanish. So do you use that as like a brand name in some cases, or is it just a fun nickname that doesn't go further it's, than that? It started because that account, it, it used to be personal. And I used to have like an account for my business, but then I decided to just uh, leave it in one and I had more followers in the personal one. So I left it like that. And it, it it's kind of becoming my brand. Like everybody knows me as China more than, and I, and I actually, I introduced myself as China. Oh, there you if, go. if I meet somebody, I don't, I don't say, hi, I'm Monica. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. I have like two personalities. <laughs> So it's, not, weird. so it sounds to me like, like if I'm just picking up the pieces here a little bit, like you left kind of around the university age and haven't looked back at like, you've been kind of nomadic a little bit. It sounds like, like you lived in Basque country and now you're in Barcelona and. Well, the Basque country, I was just, I, I fell in love with this guy and then he was leaving there and I decided to go there and then it didn't work out. It was like, just like six months. <laughs> it was very brief, but yeah, um, I've always wanted to explore and live outside my country that that was like a main my mother always says that she knew since I was a little kid that I was gonna go out because um I never belonged there I was way more free and open-minded than people there yeah yeah so yeah I went to New York but it was too hard for me I was a kid I didn't have money I was a student and it was very very hard Barcelona was more friendly a place that you can live better with mo without money than New York. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I haven't lived in either, but that would be my my impression as well. Um, yeah. So when you made, you kind of like followed your heart, I guess, over to Europe, it sounds like. Um, but let's talk about when you kind of like found your artistic heart. Like how long have you been uh, a creator and has this been your only profession? Nope. I've been a creator since I can remember. I mean, I have, I was always drawing and, and doing artistic stuff. But as I told you before, I started exploring my artistic thing, studying graphic design, and I did it for a while. But then I discovered, like in my country, the movie industry was growing up. And I, I had a friend was working there. So I got in. I, like I was working in the art department and for a few years. And then I came to Spain. I bartended. I did all types of jobs that I could. And then I found, I, I met this guy. He, I can call him my mentor. He's a, he's one of the best videographers I know. What is this person's uh, name? He's, he, his name is Diago Marino. He's, um, he's from here, from Barcelona. And now he's the head of video of Vice. Do you know Vice, oh, the yeah. media of course. magazine? Vice and the, was yeah. created by Canadians. A little fun Yeah, fact. I know, I know, oh. yeah. Or, so anyway. now he's the head of video of Latin America and all that area. Um, so he, we, so he, I learned from him. So he took you under his wing when you had yes. kind of limited to no experience in film yourself? Totally. So how did, had, how did that work? Because, I mean... You must have had some sort of spark with the person to make that person want to like take you in. <laughs> I I used to make very good gin tonics for him when I was bartending, and and we started our relationship like friendship. He came every day to have one gin tonic, and we started talking. And one day I said, "Hey, can I come and like assist you in any way? I just I need I need to do something with my life 
like as artistically. I just want to do something else that just make drinks. And he said, yeah. And, and he invited me to shoot, um, a commercial stuff for, for a car company. And I must have been like the best assistant ever because <laughs> I was so happy. And, and, and then he offered me a job like the next day. And he said, like, I'll show you how to do this and you come and work for me. And I said, great. And that was it. So in the, that's super interesting. And in those like kind of early days, like what year are we talking here? That was like maybe 11 years ago or something. I don't, uh, I don't remember the exact year where I started. What are some of the things? Let's go with 11 years ago. So that would, uh, like, what, what are some of the things in those like early days that like piqued your interest with making film? Um, I instantly fell in love with this craft, I have to say. And I I had studied photography for a few years while I was bartending. So I already had knowledge of the basics, you know. And then um, I started, like, assisting him. um, Like, we we started recording in, in, uh, I don't know how to say it in English, in um, camera recorders with tapes. Yeah, 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 like like VHS so, style with a huge yeah, like ghetto blaster. Yeah, I had to <laughs> I had to like digitalize everything. I started like doing very basic stuff, but then he started saying like, "I want you to try editing," which is my favorite part. I have to say, so I started editing basically, and then he was like, "Okay, now you need to shoot." He was a bit like he was my main um, battery, if I can say. Like he was behind me, like. Phew pushing me to go forward. Gotcha. I can I can remember exactly the question you made. No, no, no. I, I drifted. No, no. You drifted in a good way. That's uh, Yeah. <laughs> so okay. that's like uh it, it feels like the stars aligned for you to find this person who kind of uh presented you with the opportunity to just learn on your feet. Yeah. Wow. And then yeah. then you kind of found your your you must have found your way eventually. I mean, and left this wonderful human who taught you so much. So what was like your first kind of step into um independent uh, entrepreneurial ventures within filmmaking the thing is i get tired of stuff like really quick i have that problem and we were we were doing a lot of commercial stuff with clients and deadlines and clients that have no fucking idea of what they're doing and they're changing stuff and i don't know I, i got tired of that lack of freedom um, I, I've all the things that I've done in my life, like the big decisions I've done it because I'm, I love freedom. So at one point I was like, I'm not doing anything that I really want to do. And I discovered a photographer, wedding photographer named Daniel Alonso. I don't know if you know him, people, people. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I discovered his work by chance in Facebook and I started like looking into his work and then I talked to him and he was very friendly. And I was like, hmm, maybe I can explore this. Like I, these people live very well. That was my thought at the time. Like they work on on weekends, they, they work by themselves. They can do actually like the thing that I really attract me to this area or whatever it was the freedom, you know, that I felt that people respect what you do your clients in the wedding industry. They don't, they don't have much to say. They don't change things or whatever. So 
Well, it's, it's a freedom you don't have anywhere else. So one question that kind of comes to my mind, um, yeah. like your personality, whether or not it's accurate to say, but like your online personality is, uh, it's very like, uh, how do you say very strong. It feels that way to me. Like you have a strong <laughs> personality and that kind of shines through. And a lot of people in our industry have a strong personality in different ways. Like the Costa sisters, like that's another example. Yeah. They make film and they have strong personalities and you definitely have a strong personality. So, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, and and I, I'm curious, like out of the gate, there are other people who want to do wedding films. Um, maybe they're listening to this and they might have a strong personality mm-hmm. as well. But in the wedding industry, you sort of get pigeonholed into doing what you think you should do when you're starting out. So I'm curious for you, when you started to think about, okay, weddings is something I want to want to do. I want to go down that path. Like, what was your approach? Were you just like, fuck it, I'm going to let my strong personality shine through? Or did you temper it down? Or like, what, how did you go about it in the beginning? Uh, I don't remember like thinking about it. I, at least I can't recall that that moment where I stopped and thought about why, how I was going to do things. I'm a very impulsive person, so I just did it. <laughs> I don't, um, and everything I do, it's like that. Um, I don't overthink things. I don't. I don't think before shooting or. You know, it's like it comes flowing out, if I can say that. Um, so I, I, that's a very hard question for me. So you, so when you kind of got your first crack at things, you weren't bogged down in thinking I should do this in a certain way. You just kind of like, we're like, no. let's go, let's do it. Yeah. Um, I think I've been, but that, that has been affecting me more now that I have like, um, exposure, if I can say, um, at first, when I started, nobody knew me, and I was following totally my heart, and that's something that I really want to recover. I think. Um, do you think you've, dri- you've you drifted start- away from that a bit? Do you think? Um, not totally. I try to hang, uh, like hold that the strongest way I can. But I think that the bad part of uh, becoming a little bit known. Um, is that you start thinking about what others think of you and your work. Um, I don't care a lot about what they think about me. I really don't care, but uh, it's we're humans, you know, and we can't escape from mm, what they're going to think about this or whatever. You know that there's people that's going to see your work. So you start like thinking about that. So usually I just, think in the couple, you know, like, what are they? What's their vision? What's their story? And start to, like, uh, try to keep it simple. Just uh, my main thing is to make it that they liked it, their video. It's for them, you know? It's like, fuck it. I'm not going to think about the industry, but sometimes you do. It's like, I'm in in the middle of no, you that know? makes sense. It makes sense. So like, when did you start becoming aware that, oh, geez, people in the industry are following what I'm doing? And when did you begin to pay a little bit more attention to that? And was there a specific moment that kind of made it, you? It happened very quick. I have to say that um, at least here in Spain, um, it's ugly that I say it, but it, 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 it happened very fast. Like my first year I started to 
see that people was paying attention to my work. I don't know if I like if I was a woman and there was like very little women when I started. Um, I don't know if it was because of my work or I don't I don't know why, but it happened very very. What year? Quick. We like what year? My first year. I I closed like t- like fifteen weddings. In so my this first is two thousand fourteen. Am I guessing correctly? Two thousand. Uh, yeah, thirteen. Okay. Thirteen. So that's a that's a luxurious position to be in. Out of the gates, things just totally. Clicked. I was very lucky. Yeah. So when you're out of the gates and things are just clicking for you, and you're kind of becoming aware that all right, people like what I'm doing. Like if you were to just like step away and look at yourself and what you were doing at that time, were you kind of like a person who was like, okay, that's my job, and I leave it behind at the end of the working day, and I go and do a whole bunch of other things and live my life? Like, or or are you nope. kind of <laughs> literally living in your cave and and kind of you know. Literally, I, I need to do something about this. It's it's eating me out. Um, I'm in a point now that I need to find a way to live a life because right now I'm only living the work life. It's like it's horrible. I'm in a very bad place right now. <laughs> if well, I'm we don't honest. need to. If you're comfortable talking about it, I'm curious to learn more. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I love to talk about this because we need to uh, talk about this. It's it's a, it's a subject that we need to talk about. It's like my life is fucking hell right now. Um, do you like, okay, I, I'm just going to dive in then because I'm curious and I'm selfishly going to ask these questions. Yeah. Like, do you live alone? Do you live alone? Do you like <laughs> have a, do you have a, okay. I have a husband <laughs> and thank God he is the the best and he doesn't like pressure me or anything. He has a lot of work himself. So we are, we are a very, we have a lot of time together. We have 12 years together. Wow, so. Okay. So. We have a we, we're in a very comfortable position in that point. So that's not a problem for me. He is totally okay, and we are a very free couple. Like everybody does whatever they want. But I'm talking about like personally. It's like um, I spend the, my my life in here. It's not, it's not fair, and and I know it's because of me. It's my obsession. I if it can, if I if I'm doing something and it can be better. I'll try to make it better, but we have to find the way to, to, to have an end to that. It can be forever. I can't be improving a video forever because it takes all my time. So it sounds to me like you're like next level perfectionist where you have a difficult time shipping. Do you think that came from your, your background in design when you're studying graphic design? Because I always feel like. Mm, I, I, I've always been. Uh, very obsessive with the quality of things that I do. If I, if I, I hate cleaning my house because if I start, I won't end. I start finding little spots and I keep cleaning and I'm a little bit, uh, uh, like extremely perfectionist. That's so interesting. So interesting. Yeah. But it it sucks. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Fair play. I mean, this is your life and I mean, I'm just listening to what you're saying and kind of learning as we go here, because I would never have guessed that about you. So that's, that's interesting. So (laughs) what do you, I'm just like judging your situation. So forgive me if I'm judging incorrectly, but, but, but it sounds to me like you need to kind of like get out there and breathe in, you know, peers or breathe in um, people to get you out of the cave a little bit, maybe a professional networker or something like that. Is that something that you proactively tried to do to get yourself out of the cave around 
people or, or maybe you do have a creative network in Barcelona that you that you work alongside? Well, last year I contacted my friend and videographer Marina uh, from from she's a very good videographer too. She's um, we met in a workshop that I, I did and I totally fell in what, love what? with her work. I think she's the only person that that I could like share my vision. Like she, like I. What's her uh, first her name and last name? And we have a Ana Marina. Ana Marina. Yeah, her company name. It's um, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I have like this white line That's in okay. my head right now. But what's your name of your company? AMS, which are her. Um, name like name letters gotcha love okay. in video okay so uh, and and I, I we got together for eat and i said like listen i'm tired to be alone taking decisions alone being being in the cave alone it's like i need someone that i can talk to at least come to the office and so we decided that we were going to make a company together like we were going to merge but then like two months after we said like nah <laughs> We're going to start fighting because I'm like, we have a lot of comment, but in the other hand, we don't. So she, she's more free than I am. She's not like a fucking perfectionist chunky. Like I'm, I am maybe or whatever. The thing is we decided not to. So what we did is that she, we share an office and she has her company. I have mine, but we sit together and work together and, and, and it, 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 it's, it's yeah, fucking okay. saved my life. I was having panic attacks. I was, I was, um, I was in a very bad place last year, like very bad. And she came in and it was, it, everything changed. It's just having a person yeah. to talk so to. So things are actually really, in a more yeah. positive place. Like you, all right, all right, all right. So what do you, yes. At least I'm a, I'm a healthy person now. I don't have was it, panic was attacks it the, every week. the job that was kind of stressing <laughs> you out to that point? Because I know you hear a lot of rumblings about, you know, going to weddings and the anxiety beforehand and things like that. Was uh, was that something to do with that for you? Um, for me, yeah. For me, shooting a wedding, it's the fun part. Um, I don't I don't get nervous or anything. For me, shooting a wedding, it's the best part. I have drinks with the couple and, and have a great time traveling or whatever. The thing is last, last year I closed too many weddings, too many, uh, traveling the destination wedding videographer thing got into me. And, and that's, you don't advise going shit. down that path. Or? Um, uh, maybe three or four t- uh, trips a year or five, but don't, don't do the crazy stuff of going away for every week. Uh, um, you don't, at least I need time for, I don't know, washing my clothes. I was, I was away the whole time and it was, and I couldn't edit. So I got very, very behind in my editing and couples started to get a little bit mad. Um, I started to panic, um, that blocked me out. So I couldn't edit efficiently. It was, um, and I was getting more late. It was very, very dark place for me. But, um, yeah, things pass and I'm in a very, I'm in a better place right now. Cause at least I don't, I'm not traveling that much and I, I'm, I'm not obsessing with 
I'm not that late. Like everything's better now, but I need to find a way to gotcha, gotcha. manage my time. So you've <laughs> been in the game for quite a while. I mean, 10 years ish, something like that. And you've been to many events yeah. as a presenter and you are a role model to many people. What, what, well, you are. Wow. Um, and I'm curious, <laughs> like, what do you, what's your take on, um, like now that you've been around and you've done these things and you have a, a huge portfolio, like what do you look at? in terms of a career path for somebody who wants to be in doing wedding videos for a long time. And what I mean by that is like, do you see yourself doing this for the long game or do you see yourself kind of pivoting to do something else? Um, how would you look at a career as a wedding videographer for somebody who is kind of on the fence about getting into it? Well, I think everybody's different, but um, I'm going to put the example. Um, oh yeah. He's a, he's my boy. He, he presented that way up north sound? in Rome a few years wow. ago. And the very first one, he did the reel, and I love that guy to death. So, yes, I know him. Me too. Um, I've been a fan of that guy since forever. He was, like, the first wedding videographer, and I maybe the only one that I really love. I mean, I'm a fucking huge fan, okay? And I've seen that guy, every time I can see him speak, I, I will try to go, because... Every time I see him speak, he speaks for me. It's like he, he's a little bit um, like five steps in front. <laughs> but every time I see him speak, he, he's like, oh, oh, thank God this guy says those things because he's like the same. I mean, well, I can see yeah, myself okay. in him. So for those bit. who don't know who so, he is, maybe just connect the dots a little bit to what he actually is saying, because it's better you say it than me, because I could go on a very long tangent about what a, an amazing human I think he is. <laughs> me too i i um he he's a like a role model for me not only as a videographer but as a person i don't know him like i know him personally but just like come in to say hi after a talk and that's it i don't i don't have like a friendship with him or anything but i really love everything he does and how he speaks and the things he say he's a he, now he's not a wedding videographer anymore um, and that's why I mentioned it, him because, um, the last time I saw him speak, he was talking about his, um, changing to commercial work again. And that is kind of happening to me. I'm going to go back to telling people who no, he is. Okay. It's all I just good. It's all good. <laughs> don't want to leave that behind. Um, if I have to define who is Tim Trinim is, I don't know, uh, fucking great creator he's a he's my favorite <laughs> you should go and see his work he's amazing and uh well what, and I'm well, what, what he did <laughs> I don't with, know. with Valari is he sold it and it went from being a you know purely weddings to a commercial yeah. entity and the company that bought it i think it was called human design they're doing some mega mega projects like yes they did a i'm not sure what the campaign was but they had like every a-list celebrity you can think of LeBron was in it. Uh, who yeah. else? Is, I can't think of all the names. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I mean, he's playing with the big boys now. And and I guess okay. is, to like put a bow on it, is the commercial direction something that you kind of see yourself going towards more? Yes, I I I last month I signed with a production company in Barcelona. They have like huge directors in their in their team and. And I'm starting to do things for Sarah, the brand, and like starting to change a little bit because just I need to 
um, I, I, I think that I needed to change like every, every 10, 10 years or five years, I need to change something. And it gave me like a breath of fresh air. I enjoy editing wedding videos again after I did other things, you know, I think that we need to do other things in order to keep our balance or I don't know. And, and that's why I mentioned Tim Twinen because he, I heard him speak and the way that he spoke about his um, struggles and the change and how he managed things. It's, I, I can mirror myself in that, you know? So now I, I won't stop doing wedding videos. I really love this job. I have to say that it's, it has been my favorite job um, in my life. In my, but um, I think that, I need to do other stuff in order to spread your way. I don't know. <laughs> get out of it a little bit. Yeah. Get out of it a little bit and then come back and, and, and start enjoying it again. Last year, I, I, the, the last thing I wanted to do was edit a wedding. And now I really, well, I'm starting I to always, enjoy it. I always feel again, like I always compare people who can create films. Like they all have sort of a design mind to them where they can like see the bigger picture and solve the problems. And I always felt like that's such a, such a skill that I don't think the average photographer has that same skill. And when I think about that skill, transitioning it into commercial work, just to me, seems like such a natural step. Um, where you kind of like, you know, learn the ropes a little bit at weddings, let's say, but commercial work is eventually where you want to be. Well, I have to say that wedding has been a massive school of filmmaking for me. Um, when I was talking last month with a production company, they were, they were, they were seeing my, my work and they were like, Oh, do you have a DOP? And do you have a, what light do you use? And I was like, Hey, I just come with my camera and shoot this with the light that I have. And this is just like, me is, and my camera. Is it and they were like, what? that's your setup. You bring a camera or is there a little more to it? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm a very simple videographer. I, like everybody just, I don't even have a tripod or a monopod or, or a, a mic. I, I shoot handheld everything. Okay. there. It's a, yeah. I have a mic, <laughs> but, but I mean, um, I keep it very, very, very simple. Cause I think that my major, like where the magic happens, it's not in the shooting, it's in the editing and the music and, and trying to build a story and everything. That's what grabs people, not, not having a massive gear and, and a lighting, lighting equipment and whatever. So they were really surprised by everything they saw. And, and cause they have this mindset of production, you know, and a lot of lighting and a lot of uh, like a big crew. And, and they were very impressed that one solo person could do that. With no one else helping, yeah. Well, you know? so I think that that, that I, I learned well, I how to do that in weddings. Listens to this and kind of <laughs> takes that away that you don't need to overcomplicate things necessarily. Yeah. I, nope. Everything you see, it's done by me only. All my work, it's me. Everything, <laughs> sound, uh, shooting. Um, pre-production or if you can call it like that buying my flights answering my emails so you're editing so you've, got it, you've kind of got it figured so. out a little bit with how your business is going and it sounds like 
personally you're you're turning the corner you're <laughs> no oh my business is shit my the business part of my company it's a fucking mess. I don't know how much money I earn a year. I spend it all. Like I buy my flight tickets very late always, and I'm I'm a fucking disaster in that area. <laughs> Business what about wise, marketing I'm not wise, good. like, do you just magically continue to get hired because you're putting out such insanely fantastic work, or do you have any any thoughts there that maybe a photographer wouldn't think of? I th- I think the key is to be yourself and try to forget about um, what others are doing. Because if you start doing what others are doing, you're not going to pop out. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Nobody can be yourself, only you. So if you're yourself, you're going you're gonna to get noticed. That's one thing. And then the other is to curate your work. You don't, you don't have to show everything you do. It's not about quantity. It's about quality. So if you... Take care of what people see of you. They think you're a fucking genius. And it's not that. It's just she's just showing the best. I love it. So so this stuff, (laughs) you you make it sound very simple. And I'm believing you 100% when you say those things. But has it always been that easy? (laughs) Or not, pardon me, I'll rephrase that. Yeah. It sounds easy, but it's not like that. I struggle a lot. I, I take things out of, like, I... I upload a thing and then I take it out. It's, I struggle a lot. It's not that easy, but I, I try to keep in mind those simple thoughts that keep it simple. Try to only uh, show what you're really proud of. And, and it, that's a little, that's like 1% of my work. <laughs> I don't post every day in, in, in Instagram, for example. I, sometimes I spend like a month without publishing something. But when I do, nice. That's I'm uh, really that's proud something of it. we can all improve at. I think uh, showing less and being more, more, I guess, uh, intentful with what you are showing. Right on. Well, I don't want to take totally. too much of your time. Um, well, I'm loving well, this. I, 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 I guess <laughs> what, what I'm curious, like, what's what is exciting for you these days, um, and what like are you looking forward to the most? Like, what's got your interest kind of kind of like peaked right now like what's exciting for you and i want to i'm curious about the answer outside of weddings like let's leave the wedding world and talk about what is exciting for you these days and what are you looking forward to i'm looking forward to like two months vacation without nothing to do just laying on a beach with a drink that's my main goal right now no, I'm kidding. Um, I think I need rest, which is important. Um, I think you need a reset, and I need—I really need one. So I'm looking forward to an opportunity to rest and start thinking about the future. Because right now I'm so just thinking term, about next long-term day. Long-term thinking is you know? not your forte. That's not, <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about the next video I have to hand in. And that's not so exciting you know i think i need a huge sabbatic that's half a, a year or something <laughs> and i think that's important finding time for yourself and doing things that you like out of outside of work that really 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 pumps in, your, like, your level of self-awareness is, and i guess 
candid being so candid is uh pretty refreshing because it sounds like you're like like we this is literally the first time <laughs> we're speaking and i feel like you're just like throwing it out there and being completely being so open and that's like it's kind of a rarity <laughs> maybe i've lived in sweden so long that it's hard to hard to handle because like swedes are very quiet we caribbeans are are very open people that's a that's like um um characteristic of caribbean people i i say things as 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 i think and people always say that that it's like you're so straightforward no, don't chill, don't chill. you have to chill <laughs> but uh <laughs> but i think that it's it's i don't know i just say things well, let's when leave I, it there. how i feel i mean it. we probably could speak for hours I, I i could pick your brain with a lot of things but um i, I want to <laughs> thank you though for being so so open about everything and not holding back and i i do hope people listen to this and kind of take and take note of like the, the level of I hope so, yeah. that you have because that is uh that's a rarity and i oh that that comes with age <laughs> hey I'm we're about the same age anymore. and i still i feel like i don't have that level of self-awareness <laughs> gotta get a little older <laughs> well anyway thank you so much for uh for taking the time to speak with us and uh i hope you get out of the cave and into the light today Yeah, I need to go to the beach this summer and I haven't gone to the beach yet. So, but thank you for having me yeah, and we're, listening. We're very to much my looking forward to having you stuff. all the way up here in Sweden uh, in October. Yes, I'm so excited. I love Sweden. Oh, I've now been we can there continue two with that, times. But where were you in Sweden? It. It's beautiful. Uh, Stockholm. And, and wait, I, I can't pronounce it well. Uh, Lisa Schill? Do you know that? It's like, it's a, in the Ooh, fjords, not, very, sure. very small town. Beautiful. I don't well, know. I'm if, trying to think it, of where the fjords like would be maybe. in Sweden. And I wonder um, if you were, were you in Norway? <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe I'm saying fjords and it's not like that. It's, it's, it's like, mm. like, um, it's in the sea and it's a very, 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 very small oh, it sounds um, nice. place. It's, it's, it's L, uh, Y. <laughs> I don't remember how to well, you know, spell you it. It's, it's very it hard for me to pronounce it. And maybe it. I just don't know where it is because I'm actually from Canada originally. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I it's Lissachil or something but like that. That's very unlikely because sure. that's way in the middle of nowhere. But, but anyway, you're coming back for the third time and we're excited to have you. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, go have a couple beers yes, for me, me on the beach. Because See you there. it's sure not sunny and glorious here in Sweden right now. <laughs> I will. <laughs> oh, we're dying in right, hell well, don't die here. before october and make sure not, not to forget to book your flight all right perfect perfect oh i already did i was like these people are swedish i must have everything cool all right have well a great organized day. with them all right bye-bye you too thank you for having me bye <laughs>